Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams. Niche nonsense. Or surprisingly brilliant. You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish Football Podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair. And Manchester City beat Real Madrid home and away to get into the quarterfinals of the Champions League. We're going to talk about that with two regulars and someone who I'm going to introduce shortly. The two regulars, a man who's never short of a word to say. Welcome back to my good friend, Tony Newgrosh. Hi, Tony. That was a compliment. Thank you, Nigel. Nice you weren't expecting that, were you? You weren't expecting that. I certainly that. wasn't, no. <laughs> Uh, and a man who's never short of a stat to share with us. Welcome back to, again, my good friend, Paul Denby. Hello, everybody. Uh, and now, listen, for those who don't know, it's somebody who has not been on the show for a very, very long time. Uh, and before I continue, we, we've got a WhatsApp group, uh, the Man City Show, where we share thoughts and ideas before the show, after the show, during games. And this guest is a particular a contributor with one particular subject in mind. He is a regular commentator, commenter, critique, criticizer of the great, the one and only Gabriel Jesus. So when we get on to the great man himself and the great match and the superb performance in both halves from him, we look forward to Miles Weber discussing that in some detail. Miles, I'm sure you're looking forward to that, aren't you? Can't can't wait. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. It's been a long time. It's good to have you back. Listen, let's start with that amazing performance. Let's just just remind ourselves here. Little Manchester City, uh, Paul, have beaten Real Madrid both home and away uh, with with actual relative ease, I would say. It didn't seem to be in trouble in either game. That that is some performance, isn't it, to to, to blow them away the way we have? I'll concentrate concentrate on on the second leg, first of all, because I thought that the second half performance of that match at the Etihad the other night was one of the best performances I've seen from a City team for a long time. Real Madrid hardly got a shot away. And remember, they just won La Liga. They might not be the Real Madrid that walked away with the Champions League a couple of years ago, but they are still a good team. And we just took them, not to the cleaners, because we missed a few chances, but we controlled the game. They never looked like in the second half that they were going to overturn or even catch it to make it to all. I was so not relaxed because I'm a City supporter, I'm never relaxed, but <laughs> relatively comfortable at 2-1 because had it gone to 2 all with say 10 minutes to go I think the nerves and the blood pressure and everything else, I would have just had to leave the room but I didn't have any nerves at all. Tony, a really good performance, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you said, Nigel, we beat Real Madrid, as we said. We didn't just beat them. We absolutely outplayed them home and away. And I thought 
not only did that give me personally a lot of pride, let's not forget it was a fantastic game of football for the neutral as well. And, you know, I compare that to the FA Cup final. It was just frankly turgid. I just, it just astounds me some of the negativity directed towards our club. We are an absolute credit to the game of football. We play it the right way. There was none of this hiding the ball in the corner and feigning injury for uh, the last 20 minutes. We were brilliant. It was a brilliant game. Real played their part. But as we said, the better team clearly won. And that makes me very, very proud. What pleased you most, Miles, being, being serious for a second before we get on to uh, individual performances, but what pleased you particularly about uh, particularly that second leg at the Etihad? Because the first, the first leg seemed was... years ago. Yeah, I can't even remember the first leg. Was it this year? I thought it was a fantastic... I thought it was just a contained, uh, kind of mature performance, uh, assured across the park. And I... And I was, I was reading, I think it was Henry Winter in the, on, when was it, on Saturday in the paper or Sunday, who just explained that this was, this is Pep, his absolute masterful, when he picks exactly the right formation, he picks the right squad, and then he just contains um, the opposition. I think we did it spectacularly. I, I, I was an extraordinary game. But you talk about Pep picking the right team. We had Foden playing as a false nine. Uh, yeah. you know, so you, you saw that as being the right tactic, did you? When you saw that formation, well, I, you saw him lining up there. What did you feel when you saw that? No, I, I, I think that's a good challenge. I wasn't sure that was right. And I think Pep also saw that, which is why the switch at half-time. Mm. Um, back, back to the more conventional front, front three position. But I, uh, look, after, after the team he picked for the first leg, and I was going, oh, my God, I can't believe what he's picked here. And how we did um, away, I was just prepared to let control go to Pep and say, he obviously has got something here. Um, he's thought about this. It kind of worked a version of this. So let's see what he does at home. And he also had, you know, the, the, the guts of any good manager to say, well, it ain't necessarily working as well as I wanted to in the first half. Let's switch it around, which is what he did to have that peerless second half performance. And Paul, your thoughts when you saw kind of Sterling um, and Jesus either side of, of, of young Foden there as, as a front three, what were your thoughts when you first saw that? Um, I was a little surprised, but then I thought it would be a fluid front three, that even as we kicked off and we, we had the attacks uh, early on in the game, I thought that people would move around because he did that in the game in the first leg against Stratford where De Bruyne played false number nine, but he moved people into that role. It wasn't just one player sitting there. So I thought that it wouldn't be just Foden, he'd move Sterling there and maybe even Jesus back there at some point and could even move De Bruyne up there. He, he does that, doesn't he, to pet our pet? Um, so I was a bit surprised, but it worked very well. I mean, yes, in the first half, Realm did, did have a couple of, um, and obviously scored the goal in a couple of shots and chances, but, um, yeah, so maybe I think Pep saw it at half-time, but let's change this around a bit and learn about what he'd done in the first half. So, overall, just delighted, obviously. Let's, let's pick up some of the individual performances. I mean, for me, I thought Kyle Walker was absolutely superb. I mean, what one of you said, it's one of the best games you've seen. I think that's one of the best performances I've seen from Walker. I mean, he ran his socks off. He's got fantastic pace. I don't think he missed a pass all night either. Tony, your thoughts on Carl Walker, would you agree? I thought he was absolutely super. Yeah, you very much preempted what I was going to say. I thought he was excellent and just, 
Um, I think his performance highlighted the intensity of the team as a whole. Not every one of those players went out there with the intention of playing rail off the park, and they did it, and he set the standard. Um, as you say, I think his pace adds a huge amount to that team. If we compare the performance against Arsenal in the FA Cup final, it was slow, slow, slow. There was a lack of intensity. The complete opposite, and absolutely, he led from the front. I think he gets a bit of a rough press at times. Everyone has a bad game, but I think he's a great player for us. And in many respects, a, a match winner, to be honest, because he adds that extra dimension. We're always going to score goals, let's be honest. Um, but he does give us a plan B that's sometimes lacking. And we've kind of been uh, criticised as a side for our defending, our poor defending on occasions this, this season. Uh, but uh, who would have thought, eh, that... Uh, OK, we have a bit of poor defending for, for Benzema's equaliser, of course, but in terms of their, their, their defending throughout the game was poor, wasn't it? <laughs> it Miles? was, yeah, I've never seen anything like it, to be honest, but go on, Miles, you pick that one up. It was, yeah, it was comical. I mean, it was, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, but, but just going back to Walker, I mean, my man of the match, I think he's been really strong since the restart, actually. I'm trying to remember a really poor game for him, like a typical Kyle stranded halfway up the park. Um, and being beaten behind. And I just, I can't remember. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I can't remember a, a really, really poor game from him since the restart. I think he's been really, really good. Um, so I don't know what happened with his his naughtiness during lockdown. Maybe he got a kick in the right place. Um, but he's really applied himself. And I thought he was fantastic um, and enjoying taking them on, knowing that they were wobbling at the back. But it was farcical. I mean, I, I mean, and in fairness, you know, the defenders in Real Madrid put their hands up after them and said, yeah, we were we were poor. We, we I was wrong. Mistakes were made, um, but it's about exploiting them, and we did. And a certain player did, which will come too soon. Yeah, we could come <laughs> now. I think let's let's do it now. What the hell? Hey, I, 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 we've been very patient. And Paul, I'm going to leave you to the end, Miles. Actually, Paul, we talked about Walker's had a good game. I'm, I'm sure you'll agree. But somebody who did a fantastic job for for both goals, actually. Uh, I thought, I mean, brilliant to win the ball. Um, for the first, and, 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 and what a fantastic finish as well for the second. Great anticipation and an all-round brilliant performance from the great, the one and only, Gabriel Jesus. I mean, where do you start, Paul? I mean, you, you try for us. You wax lyrical. Off you go. Uh, if, I, if, I, if I could wax lyrical, I would do. As you know, uh, that was more my thing. But even so, it was an absolutely fantastic performance by the lad. He just ran his socks off. His skill is always there. He's a more skillful player than Aguero. I know people compare him to Aguero regularly. He's not the same. He's not a great finisher as Aguero is. But his anticipation for that second goal was world-class. If any other footballers can do that, there must be very few that would have thought, I'm just going to go into that space in case he heads it back to the keeper and I'll be ready to intercept and lob him. And then when he got there, to actually lob him the way he did, uh, was just stunning. Uh, it reminded me, not quite the same way, but that winning ball against Southampton got us 100 points, where De Bruyne put the through ball and just lobbed the keeper from uh, a bit further up. But his all-round performance, his running, his effort, the way he took the ball for the first goal uh, and laid it on for Sterling, totally unselfish player, setting, playing for the team. And I, I just can't uh, wax as people would be able to, but brilliant. Tony, continue the theme, please. 
<laughs> yeah, it's somewhat unfair, isn't it, trying to compare him to Aguero. Aguero is probably the greatest finisher certainly I've ever seen in the city top and probably in the top three in Europe. Um, he is never going to be an Aguero-type finisher, but he does contribute so much to the team. And likewise, his tempo, I think, G's up the rest of the squad. Um, Aguero wouldn't have nipped in for that first goal, and I doubt he would have finished the second goal because he'd have been watching. That's not to say I don't think he's a brilliant player. So, yes, he misses a few chances. Yes, he can frustrate at times, but he's only 23. I think we can all see why Pep has a lot of faith in him and what he contributes to the team. And delighted for him. Hopefully that will be a springboard for him with three, hopefully, three games still to go this season. It could be a magnificent finish with or without Sergio. I suppose it is just on that. It is looking unlikely, isn't it? Because people thought he might be there for the last uh, the last round um, but it's looking unlikely. Who knows? We may be surprised. But uh, Miles, um, you've got to give credit for the boy. You've got to give credit for the boy. We, we, we've talked about the two goals, the anticipation, the finishing, yeah. the running. Uh, on the, sticking with it with this game, uh, presumably it's difficult to criticise him, isn't it? In, in terms of you can't, the, you, you, the, you can't criticise. You can't. He was back. He was free. he was covering his line. Uh, fantastic, fantastic. I mean, that finish was. Extraordinary. I mean, everything. The way he connected with the ball, the where he knew the the right pace to get. Just everything. Perfect. Oh, a great game. But greatness. I don't know if you guys have just watched. <laughs> I've just finished watching the Last Dance. I was late to the party. I've everyone's seen it already. Um, you know the Michael Jordan documentary. Anyway, he talks about, and I absolutely buy this. Greatness is about consistency. And what we have here is an immensely skillful clearly enthusiastic and obviously hardworking player who just lacks consistency. In 23, we should be seeing at least a couple of years already of consistency and the ability to finish, which is what he's on the pitch for. We've got brilliant playmakers. We've had the best in the world sitting behind him. He doesn't have to be a great playmaker. He doesn't need to hold the ball. We've got people that can do that. His job is to put the ball in the net and he is not consistent in doing that over the course of the season. And but therefore, Miles, we, Miles, we've got not other, a great we've got, player. Miles, we've got other players. We've just, again, scored over 100 league goals this season. So he's doing something right, isn't he? And, and kind of his work rate and, and, and some of the stuff he does off the ball is actually better than Aguero in many, in many cases. Well, Aguero, is, some... Aguero, just to finish the point, Aguero isn't consistent because he's injured too much. At least this guy doesn't get injured. He plays I, I and, and Aguero's out again. True, but I don't think you could compare somebody at the end of his career, which is where Sergio clearly is. Yeah, you take Sergio at the peak of his career and then compare him to a, you know, take a 25, 26-year-old Aguero and compare him to a 23-year-old Jesus to get an accurate assessment of how they stack against each other. And I don't I'll think defer that's fair. That's on some of the, the data, but I... That's not fair because you've got to have a 26 year old, haven't you, uh, Jesus? Not a twi- How can you compare a 23 year old Jesus with a 26 year old Aguero? That's not fair, is it? He's only so my question would be fair, fair, fair response, but would you be prepared to have him as our number one choice and give him three years to get to the standard of Aguero? Well, as the guys have said, I, 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 if, if, if he scores, if he, if he performs the way he has in these next three games and we win the Champions League, Absolutely. I think he's showing signs and it, we can't compare him. You know, can you really, you know, David Silver and Phil Foden? I don't think you compare those two, can you? People try and do that, but they're very different types of players. 
I don't think you can. And one's the natural successor to the other one. You can't have that. Paul, but I think I, well, I, I disagree. I disagree. Okay, I think I think in midfield, I think you have different types of midfield players. Right, you don't compare it to Bruyne to, to a silver. There are different styles that Pep likes to deploy in the midfield. A, a finisher, a striker in the mould that only Pep likes is a one-type player. And therefore, but there are I different there types of strikers as well. There's Edin Dzeko. But, not, but a, he's a different striker. He scored some really important goals for City. I, I, under Pep, I think Pep has a vision of a striker that Sergio, he moulded Sergio. You saw the change in Sergio that he moulded Sergio into. And I just cannot see um, Jesus getting there. And my final comment on this before I get too upset and start crying is <laughs> a, great, a great lead article. This is brilliant, a brilliant piece, which I recommend people to read in Forbes from this weekend, which has the title, Gabriel Jesus, the rise and rise of the greatest average player in the world. Okay, that's the title. And it goes deep into looking back at how he played for the Brazil to everything. It's a great article. And it talks about the fact that he will be a competent and capable player, but he will never be a great player. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Tony, do you want to respond to that? Never, Gabriel Jesus will never be a great player. Well, I think time will tell. He's certainly a Pep-type player. That much is clear because his contribution to the team, certainly based on Wednesday and on previous flashes, I take your point about his consistency – I think he still has the potential. It's interesting. I mean, compare us to Liverpool. He's very much in the mould of Firmino. He doesn't score a lot of goals, but he's probably the first name down on Klopp's team sheet. Um, so, yeah, you know, there will come a time very soon when, sadly, we lose Sergio. Perhaps we've got one more season of him. Would I like to rely on Gabriel Jesus alone? No, clearly we will need another striker. But you know what? I think even based on Wednesday, he's, he's earned the right merely by, by dint of work rate alone and commitment and dedication to the cause um, to be on that starting sheet for uh, Friday night. So, yeah, you know, there are other players who frustrate me immensely. Sterling, for example, I think his decision-making could be better. He's not the finished article, but at 23, I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt. Before we move on, we don't want to hear... Miles crying, it's not good. Paul, any, any final thoughts? To just sort of give us some thoughts on on, on Gabriel Jesus and, and where, where he sits. Average player, good player, great player, has potential. Where, where are you on that spectrum? I'm at the good player that's become a great player. His footballing skill, his footballing ability is better than Aguero's. His reading of the game is better than Aguero's. He needs to increase his scoring rate, but 
Look at how many assists he has compared to Aguero. He, he takes players out of the game. People don't see how many... He drags players wide and therefore creates space for others to score. That is why we scored 102 goals in the league this year, and it could have been more, because yeah. players take advantage of that, but haters will drag players away, and therefore a Sterling or a De Bruyne or a Mares or anybody else that's playing in that team at the same time has got the opportunity to score. So it's wrong to look at just haters' scoring record. Look at everything else he does on the pitch. All right, Let, let's talk about another player who played his final game at the Etihad. And we've talked about uh, the genius over the last few weeks, but you guys haven't been on for a few weeks. So here is your opportunity to wax lyrical about someone I'm sure we will all agree is one of the greats, uh, a true legend, someone who has given 10 years of magnificent service, someone who, if we're talking about crying, someone I genuinely can get emotional about. And we all, I'm sure, had a tear in the eye when he came off on the last game. Um, uh, the last league game and now of course uh, the last game he played at the Etihad Stadium uh, what a player what, what a contribution what a genius what a magician um, David Silva uh, Paul you, you kick off on this one for us your reflections and thoughts on, on the great the great Spaniard well he is clearly one of the best players ever to pull on a blue shirt it's, it's arguable and it's just a generational issue isn't it the, the people of, of my age and I guess yours as well Nigel will say Colin Bell, but it's very close. And the older generation beyond that go back to Peter Doherty. And, uh, and there's, uh, there's all sorts of players. How, can you really compare them? I don't know that you can. Football's changed so much. But David Silva is a one-in-a-generation player that we have been fortunate that his, his dedication to the club, been there for 10 years, is fantastic. In this day and age, it's very, very unusual and shows the affinity he's had to the fans, the club, who've obviously treated him well, but he's delivered, without doubt, one of the best sets of performances I've ever seen in a blue shirt. Yes, of course, he had the occasional off days, particularly later on in his career with City. But some of the goals he scored, some of the play he did, the setting up, I mean, his grace and his skill, and his, he's, not a, he wasn't a, he's never been a fast player. But he's also very, he keeps himself to himself. He doesn't go about running around saying, uh, I want a birthday cake and things like that. So that helps tremendously for the respect that he's earned from the City uh, supporters and the club as a whole. Tony, your reflections on the great David Silva? It's not much more to add, really, but I think Paul's made a, a very good point there. This is a magnificent person, both on and off the pitch, the way he's conducted himself through these past 10 years. And let's not forget, when he first came to City, um, he wasn't a worldwide star at that point. His game wasn't entirely suited to the Premier League, and he had to adapt. I think he struggled a little bit for the first first few months he was here and now he is just unquestionably world class as I say on and off the pitch I will miss him hugely the day I die I think I will have that volley for that pass on that 6-1 victory as my final thought and I will die a very happy man and he is just consistently delivered for 10 years brilliant we'll miss him and we wish him all the best anything to add Miles I'm now crying. I was crying. I was going. Now I'm crying. <laughs> I mean, I, no, no. The, 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 the wise words ahead of me have said it all. This is is immense beyond measure, um, and and I I am just hoping that we get the chance to have a testimonial where we can all turn up and salute one of the greatest ever. Just look forward to, to the quarter final then, then Miles. So, bit of a surprise that Leon sort of got through ahead of Juventus. I think we kind of probably expected to be a Juventus City quarterfinal, but it's going to be Leon. Um, 
And I suppose the way we're playing at the moment, the way we've come out of lockdown, the way the number of goals we're scoring, and, and certainly that performance uh, this week against Real must must fill you with some confidence that we're going to progress to the semi-final again, aren't we? You would have thought. Yeah, I mean, look, we're all City fans, so you know, said yesterday we were playing Macclesfield, so let's all put it in perspective. Um, but look, no, I, 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 I'm feeling as confident as I can ever feel ahead of a City game. Uh, but I wouldn't do what clearly Juve did to a degree, which is to step a tiny weeny bit off the pedal thinking it's only Leon. Um, and I think, I remember, we played them, I think, and again, my memory might be wrong, but I'm sure we played them in a, in a group stage um, maybe three years ago, but I can't remember. We did, um, yeah, and we lost two, yeah. I think. Yeah, they, they, are, they are not to be written off. Uh, and obviously for them, this is, a, this is a really exciting opportunity to put them on the board, to put one over PSG. Um, and I've, I go in confident, but not without concern. Paul, how are you feeling ahead of the Lyon quarterfinal? Exactly the same. Lyon is not, uh, they're not a superstar club, but they've got their, they've earned their right to be there. They must be a decent team. I don't know too much about them, other than, as we said a few months ago, when we played them in the group stage, we lost at home and drew two all in Lyon. Um, so the, you can't take any... Once you're in the quarterfinals of a Champions League, it doesn't matter who the opposition is, because they'll be as much up for it as we are. This is a great opportunity for them to progress as much as it is for us. So if they're not motivated, then um, they shouldn't be playing football. So it will be a tough challenge on Saturday night. Uh, am I looking forward to it? Oh, I don't know what to say. I'll be a bag of nerves going into the game. And unless we're 3-0 up with five minutes to go, I'll still be a bag of nerves. Tony, Saturday night, Leon, quarter-final. Yeah. Yeah, listen, you've got to, be, you've got to be in it to win it, haven't you? It's certainly, I think we'd all regard it as a kind draw. Um, it's a game to be won. And I've no doubt if we show the same intensity and spirit and application as we showed against Real... We will win. So onwards and upwards. Very much looking forward to it. And just sticking with you for, for a second, then Tony. Obviously, we, we also know if we if we get through, uh, we know who we face in in the next round. And, and the draw, whilst this draw has probably been kind to us, uh, you could argue that either Bayern Munich or Barcelona in the semi final is uh, what awaits if we're successful against Lyon. I mean, <laughs> you've got to beat all the best teams to win the cup, as we know. But uh, is it our year, Tony? Is this is this? It's, it's, a, it's a hell of a semi-final if we if we do get through, isn't it? It certainly will be. Listen, you need a little bit of luck, don't you? Which I think has deserted us in previous years. Maybe it is our year, but you only need one dodgy refereeing decision, injury, etc. So, look, as you say, at least one of uh, Bayern and Barca are going out. We know that, so we don't have to play both of them. So look on it as a positive, but you know, look, we were always going to have to play one of them, I suspect in the semi or the final. I don't care which quite frankly, as long as we win it, but that will be a huge challenge. I think we're all aware. We do have certain defensive frailties, notwithstanding we did win the golden glove this year, which I still can't quite work out, but never mind. Um, I think on our day, we're, we're capable of beating anyone. I think we've taken this, by playing at neutral venues, I think we've taken any issues surrounding our general perception, negativity of UEFA out of the equation. And I think we can beat anyone over 90 minutes. So, look, it would be a very nice problem to have. Let's beat Leon and then we'll worry about it. 
Paul, your thoughts about quarter and, and, and then potential semi opponents? Well, with the Leon, I guess I'm, uh, I guess it's Bayern and Barca. They're the only teams that have won the Champions League that are still left in it, Bayern and Barca. No, no other team has won it. So uh, when we get down to the final, we've got to hope that there's two new teams that, with the opportunity of winning it, because I hope it does. And on the other side of the draw, not one team has, has won it. Atletico have been in the final and lost three times. Um, so, yeah, it's a tough draw. Bayern, I think, are the other strong team left in the tournament. Atletico, you've got to say they will be difficult, but uh, if, we, if we were fortunate enough to get to the final. So, yeah, Bayern will be, if we get past Leon, I think that Bayern will um, be too strong for, for Barca, but I could be wrong. Either way, you've either got a Messi-inspired Barcelona or a great Bayern team that uh, will be difficult to, to beat. But as you say, you've got to be there to um, see what you can do. Miles, what would it mean for you as a City fan going back all those years? You, you travel home and away. You, you're, what, would it, what would it be like if we can actually do it this year, winning the Champions League? What, what would that mean to you personally? Gosh. Um, I, think, I think I'd be emotionally traumatised for about 10 years. Um, I wouldn't have to relate to human beings and other people. It would be... It, I, I, I'd deeply enjoy the various WhatsApp groups I have with various Liverpool fans. Uh, that's one thing for sure. Um, <laughs> look, I, I, I think it would be it would be momentous beyond belief. Um, and, and actually, with with the semi final draw, you know, obviously two teams that both Pep's been in charge of before. Does that give them something extra to bring to it? I don't know. Um, so I, I'm I'm I, I just I, I imagine like all Blues. Who have had 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 the pain and the hurt? Um, I think we'll just be. I think we'll be able to communicate with human beings for for months afterwards. <laughs> and what about just looking forward then? Just be, before we <clears throat> before we depart <clears throat> and prepare ourselves for Champions League football, your thoughts on kind of a couple of signings already? There may well be more to come. Uh, we've got Nathan Ake for, from Bournemouth and Ferran, Tor- Ferran Torres, of course, who's uh, a winger who's coming as well, I suspect, as a replacement for Sane. Y- your thoughts on those two? And then question I've asked the guys over the last few weeks, kind of any other gaps where you think maybe other targets that Pep's looking for? Um, Paul, kick us off on this one. Your, your thoughts on Ake and, and uh, Torres first and then where you think we might need strengthening further. Well, well, Torres was a, one of those players that a lot of the top teams were in for, so I think that's a great result for the game for just about £20 million from what I've read. Uh, I think it's a great signing. Ake, I think £40 million sounds to me initially a little bit on the high side, but uh, I'm not uh, too concerned about the money side of things. Um, they had to pay that, I believe, because Chelsea's release, um, their clause was uh, they had opportunity we didn't offer the £40 million. Um, He's a good player, um, and obviously, he's a footballer as well. Is he going to be an understudy to Laporte? These are questions that I've read about. He's a left-footed central defender. Is he going to be an understudy to Laporte? That's an awful lot of money for an understudy. Is he going to play two left-footed centre-backs? Or is Ake going to slot in at that left-back position? So, I, I really don't know. I can't answer that. I'm not Pep. Um, do we need another centre-half? Otamendi is rumoured to be on his way, which I think is the right decision. Is Stone's going to stay? Garcia's probably on his way from what we're reading in the press as well. He wants to go back to Barcelona. So, yes, we do need another central defender. I'm not convinced that 14, uh, 60 million or so, or even more for Kubier, is a good deal. It seems a lot of money for a 20 million year old. 
Um, so, yeah, I'm a bit concerned at what we're doing, strengthening the, the, the back at the moment. I prefer to find another centre-half other than a, a 60, 70 million, whatever it's going to cost from Napoli. Uh, and do we need anybody else? No, I don't think we do. Um, yeah, we got Aguero for his last season. We've just got to hope he stays fit. Do we need somebody else to supplement the attack? I've got one to Miles to add, uh, to conclude on that one. Go on then, Miles. Give us your view then. Yeah, we, we, the we, we, of... we definitely. <laughs> we obviously, we obviously need someone someone to replace the Brazilian. Um, clearly, we, we need to get somebody ready who's going to step into Sergio's um, place, who, as we said, will probably pick up some injury during the course of the next season. So I think we definitely need to look there. I think all the points about the back are absolutely valid. I was a little bit concerned about two left-footers and how that was going to work. Uh, as well at the back. So, but look, everyone says, I've spoken to a Bournemouth fan, says he's brilliant, he's peerless, he's fantastic. But that's relative to Bournemouth. No disrespect. Um, and then Torres, as again, you know, everyone said, uh, talking to the, you know, the people that knew him, a 20 million is an absolute steal. He is a superstar of the future, apparently. So I'm excited, excited to see him. Um, so, yeah, so look, same comments. I think we need to sort out that back. I'm not sure how that's going to work. But let's go buy someone to replace the Brazilian. Tony, bring us back to some sensible normality here about uh, what's going on oh, in, the, in the transfer window and what's to come, please. Mar- Marzo, well, <laughs> we've scored 102 league goals and we won the uh, Golden Glove this year, so it's not easy to strengthen a squad like that. Um, listen, I agree with all the comments that have said. The one, I think, unanswered question is left-back. I thought Cancelo did all right um, the other night. Uh, probably at fault for for the Real's goal, but he looked like someone who could be a suitable, at least cover a left back. His crossing was awful, but will Mr. Mendy stay fit and have a good enough run in the team to justify uh, what we paid for him? So I'd be minded to stick with what we've got at left back. I'm not entirely convinced 50 million for Ben Chilwell or similar would be money well spent. Um, Hopefully, Mendy can stay fit. Zinchenko, I think, gives us another option there as well. Uh, and I'm pleased with the business we've done so far. Yes, a little odd to sign another left-footed centre-half, because clearly Laporte plays whenever he's fit. But in Pep, we trust. Excellent. One word answer from you all before we close, please. One word only. Manchester City to win the Champions League. Miles Webber. Yes. Paul Denby. No. Tony Newgrosh. Uh, unlikely. <laughs> a huge pleasure. Thank you to my Nigel, Nigel Rothman. Nigel Rothman, what's your answer? Yes, yes. Get in. Absolutely. <laughs> and Jesus to score a hat-trick in both the semi-final, quarter-final and Can we, final. I think we need a forfeit from Miles if Jesus scores a hat-trick to win the final. Oh, we'll get him I'm back. Prepared. We will get him back. You will be back on this show, Miles, before you can even think. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you to Miles Weber, to Paul Denby, to Tony Newgrosh. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit Playback Media. Sports Social Podcast Network.